You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, we talk all about the wife sharing lifestyle, be it hot wifing, be it cuckolding, and also some of the, uh, the interracial BBC aspect thrown in just to keep things interesting. Um, what I have for you today, I'm still at Splash Mocha. You know, I mean, surrounded by by a lot of good friends and everything. So I'm trying to knock out some episodes for you guys. So what I have today is another installment of the China Shop. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, the China Shop are the series of episodes I do where I just have conversations with other bulls in the lifestyle. And, you know, we just talk about their journey and experiences that they've had in being a bull, what they've learned, et cetera, et cetera. So today joining me is one that's actually kind of long overdue. I should have had this a while ago. So, brother, I had the pleasure of meeting the first time at, I believe it was the first splash, the second splash in Atlanta. That was earlier this year, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like I keep seeing you all the time now. I've been in, what, three, just three splashes this year, right, trip right. to Chicago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say? What's up to the people, Ash? Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Ashley Del Toro. Um, you know, Ashley Del Toro 23 on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Chicago and other other uh, lifestyle um, mediums, but uh, yeah, this is third splash smoker for me, and many times chopping up with you. So no, I'm really glad uh, you brought me on this time, and uh, we got it, was able to get it done. So uh, what's up, everybody? Absolutely, and 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 you know she's not going to be present, but she's present and and giving us that that female feminine energy in the room. So you, she was on. Uh, an episode that I did on Splash in Atlanta before her and her husband, but I do have the lovely uh, Corey with me. And so, like I said, she's not going to say anything. She's just providing us with that energy. So just <laughs> when you listen to this, understand that we're feeding off of her energy in here. Mm-hmm. She is a lovely woman too. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So let's kind of start at, at, at the beginning in a sense. And first of all, let the people know how old you are. Ah, 38. Okay. There you go. There you have it. So, when did this lifestyle first appear on your radar? Like the first time you ever heard any rumblings of whether it's hot wife and cuck holding wife sharing and anything like that. Uh, first was, uh, literary actually that, that was a penthouse form when I was much younger. I was, uh, either 13 or 14. Uh, I can't remember exactly when, but, uh, my pops had, um, hit the playboys upstairs in the main bathroom and the half bathroom. He had the penthouse forms. So I would, I'd, I'd be wondering why he was in there for like an hour, hour and a half, you know, on, in, on the toilet. I was like, all right, I must read the paper, whatever. But it turns out, you know, he's reading the penthouse form. So I ended up going, uh, going through and of course you flip through the stories and all that. And you'll hear about stuff about the, uh, the wife sleeping with the, the pool boy or, you know, the guy staying uh, late to work with the secretary, all these the dirty stories and this, that, and the other. But a couple of them were talking about, uh, you know, husbands sharing their wives and stuff like that. So that was like put on the radar. But then like many, many years later, um, uh, it came up when I was a personal trainer working, uh, uh at a, a, it was a pretty good, um, it wasn't a, not like a Bally's or LA fitness or like that. This was like upper echelon. You got the towel, spa service and all that. So and this was my, like my first personal training job. So I was on my P's and Q's. I didn't want to, right. Yeah. To get, drag my name through the mud and get that reputation of trying to holler at, uh, you know, the women on staff, uh, women either on staff or, you know, all the clients. But, uh, but it was one of the women that approached me, saw that I was training the way I was training after about six, seven months on the floor. And this was one of the, the women on, uh, the, the wives that was, you know, wore the booty shorts, you know, the tank top, the glasses, walking on the treadmill while, you know, on the, on the, um, on the phone and stuff like that. So it was just like, I, when she came to me, I didn't think she was taking it serious or whatever, but I just thought she, she was kind of interested in me. So I gave her a small three, um, three session package. Uh, and she was cool. No issues on that one. But when she bought the new one, the flirtation started to happen. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh, okay. I'm like, I gotta be cool. Cause I know she has a husband. I can see it in the system, but she's not wearing the ring. And I wouldn't, I was really, it was, that was weird for me. I was like, I thought she was maybe going through the divorce or something like that, but never really talked about her family life for the most part. And then when she wanted to re up on the package, she, uh, she asked me if she could take me out to lunch cause she liked the results and everything like that. So we did that. And then after lunch, she wanted me to walk her home. So it was like not too far down the street. Uh, there was a park across the, 
away from my house. And she stopped me in the park. We went to sit by a gazebo and she moved in to kiss me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, nah, it's like, I can't like, look, I know you got a husband, you know, we don't really talk about it, but it's like, you got to tell me what that situation is. Cause I never see him around. Like I'm not a homewrecker type deal. And she was, she admitted like, look, no, no, it's okay. Like we actually have a, an open relationship. We're, we're swingers. You know what I mean? Like somebody call a hot wifing, you know, he's, he, he, he has his girlfriend. I have mine. That's but we go to events together. And then she pulled out, I think it was like a, I think it was like a razor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Too. And she started going through the photos and her and her husband at events. And I could tell he's the one that's taking them. And she's like, got paces on kissing another woman. And it's like, I think the fence was called, um, sin in the city or something like that. Right. Chicago. And I was like, and then like that just, I mean, that, that's when my mind just exploded. I was just like, I didn't realize like this happened here in Chicago. It was just like, I, I knew it was, this was like an underground situation for a lot of couples, but I always assumed it was uh, the whole real sex from HBO thing. Yeah. It was like people go to hedonism Ford or down to Mexico or whatever. Or Miami. Or, or Miami. Exactly. Vegas. <laughs> you know, I mean, never in the Midwest because the Midwest is, you know, it's very, uh, very strong Catholic background. Uh, it's like, even though it's, you know, Illinois and Cook County specifically is very progressive, but the most part is, you know, the, the conservative, um, uh, uh, layers on top of that. So, so to, to be pulled into that and then, I, 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 I folded. I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm down for, as long as he's cool with it, yeah. hey, we can make it happen. So for the next, I trained her probably for another two or three months, but then we played for like the next year or so until I moved to LA for a short period. Um, but then we're still friends to this day. Like she's my, she's my first hot wife. She moved out to Connecticut. She's still in a lifestyle out there, but not as, uh, not as often as she was here in, uh, was here in there in Chicago. But uh, we're still cool. Whenever she comes back, get her hair done, see her family, whatever. We meet up for lunch, dinner. Sometimes we'll play something. You know, we're, we're, we're going. We're on really great terms. So it was just like she was my main introduction into it, and which you know I'm forever grateful on that one because I really didn't think it existed in Chicago. So now, does she know how far you've come in it? Like, do you share that with her? Hundred percent. So I I would keep her, give, give her a little tabs on it because I for the most part I've been in a lifestyle now for just under fifth, just under sixteen years. I just I think on Thanksgiving would be like. Um, my 16 year anniversary being a lifestyle. So he, she, when she comes in, I would give her updates of what's happening, but it's mostly local stuff that I'm telling about. Like I just met this new couple via whether it's like field or SDC or something like that. But, um, I just started going to events this past year after right. COVID. Uh, and then I was just, I was telling about my whole network is kind of exploding. And she was, she, she wasn't really, um, she didn't think I was, uh, she thought I was joking. Cause I joke a lot with her. She just assumed like I was full of, full of, full of, full of it. And, I sent her the old faces podcast that I did with them. And, you know, I, I expounded upon how our relationship kind of developed and she was blown away. She's like, Oh my God, I didn't realize you were that deep into it. And like, like I didn't realize I had that much of an impression on you. It was like, that's so sweet. I was like, Oh yeah, of course. Like, like, come on. Like, like, you know, I, I told you like you, you, like for her to be my introduction, to be so cool and so sweet and so honest about it. And here's the thing, I've still never met the husband, which is like wild to me because yeah. I make sure I typically do especially in this lifestyle, it's just like, I, I never know if I'm meeting women, especially on a, a website. Um, like I'm not, that's not like behind a paid wall was like fet life or mm. Reddit or something like that. Like I want to make sure I meet the husband cause I don't want to be, I don't want to be a homework and you stepping out on them. So it's just like, so yeah, so meet, meet someone in person who like proved to me that this is a lifestyle that's there. And then of course kind of gave me the, the rules and regulations of it all and stuff like that. So that was, that was a great intro. But then, then I, I kind of found my own way with the websites whether it was like dark cavern and a couple of others, I found other couples I started playing with later, but she, you know, she's always going to be my inaugural. You know what I mean? So now was she the only one that you were engaged with during that stint in Chicago before you moved to LA or did yes. you start exploring on your own in Chicago? Um, for, for Chicago? Yes. But that the, there was one other couple in Indiana I started playing with before, um, before I left for Chicago. So uh, before I left for LA. So um, that Indiana couple I did find through darkcavern.com, which is, very antiquated now. Yeah, um, yes, it, that's that's some old school. Really is, but yeah, it was one of those situations. Where I was, uh, you know, I only talked to the husband directly um, through. I think it was like Yahoo email for a good two months to just to develop a rapport. You know, he'll send some photos. I'll send some back. You know, I tell him what I do to his, uh, his lady, and you know, tell him what she, she'll he'll tell me what she's into, and then she might send me a little message uh, using his email back and forth, and then. Finally, when we met, it was, uh, I think it was the week of right before New Year's. So it was like, yeah, right after Christmas, it was in Christmas and New Year's. And we met, uh, was at a pool hall somewhere like, um, near Hammond, Indiana casino over there. And, oh man, I still remember it 
to this day when she we she walked in and these uh tight ass jeans this leather jacket and she was only wearing lingerie underneath the jacket zipped up you can honestly tell because it was sticking out of the back mm. uh the heels were incredible and like the guy jay he uh, you know he sh- showed up sh- shaking my hand or whatever and i'm like i'm shaking because i'm like this is my first time even yeah like, oh, that's what i was gonna kind of husband. bring up <laughs> the first time you know you didn't really have to work for it. It just, it just fell in your just lap. Fell into my lap, right? right. Whereas this, you got to kind of take the steps and do the contacting yeah. with emails and building the rapport, and you know. So it's, it's a, it's definitely a different experience the first time you kind of branch out on your own, right? Yeah, and if, I, and I think if I hadn't had that, at least the first one with uh, old girl at the gym, I think I, I probably, I don't think I. I wouldn't have flaked on them, but I definitely would have uh, took a little bit longer to uh, go through the process with them because I'd have been that much more nervous. Um, But, you know, I was actually kind of eager to kind of get it going because, you know, she was one of the sexiest ones that I saw on the the website. And our rapport was great back and forth. So it was just like I was good to go. But then, of course, like their family situation, which I started to learn right off the get was like they had kids in college. It's one of the things they're back home for for break and this, that and the other. So it was like the timing and thing like that for the other one. It was just like, hey, you want to fuck after the gym? You know what I mean? mean? Stuff like that. But this one was like, okay, now I have to realize like life gets in the way. So. So, yeah. So meeting with them. That first time, uh, it was a lot of first for me for first time, not only doing the whole kind of date thing with the couple. So it was like playing pool, challenging a game and it went a two out of three. And I can't remember. We made it a bet or something like that. Uh, uh, something sexual. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but it was like, you know, I was like kind of teaching how to hold the pool stick a little bit more stuff like that. Just, just those, those little yeah. things that just between us, which is really cool. And this is a packed pool hall too. So it felt so naughty and, yeah. and, and amazing just building up the chemistry, uh, and the anticipation for it. And then, Finally, when, you know, she, she gave him the approval, like, yeah, we're good to go. Like, this is guy's is, is dope. So it was like, okay, great. Went back to the, to the spotlight, let them get all set up because she's changed uh, uh, out of her outfit and got comfortable. And when I came up like 10, 15 minutes later, um, you know, he told me his situation. He never used the term stag vixen or anything like that. Yeah. It's hot wifing was a thing, but it, nothing. I'd never heard of cuckold. I never heard of stag vixen or anything like that. But he said he, he enjoyed watching uh, for the most part from the get go. So he set up the chair off in the corner. And, you know, we got the kissing and I, I swear we probably kissed for a good 10, 15 minutes straight. It was just like super passionate to the point like I'm putting up against the wall, putting mm-hmm. hands up. It was, it was, the energy was great. And then, you know, I threw her to the bed and I started going down her and that was legit. That was my first time ever going down on a female. And on top of that, doing that in front of a, a man too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, it was, I was, it was nerve wracking in a sense to where it's like, how do I, do I, am I performing on a great level? And on top of that, it's like, it, I can't see him too. too. So I'm kind of in my head about it, but I'm trying, like, trying to still lose, my, lose myself in it too. But when, um, you know, she started orgasming on, I was like, okay, I th- at least I know I'm doing a great job. And then. So you uh, mean you had never gone down on a woman prior ever. to that? I was ever. 27 or 26 at the time. I'd never gone down on a woman um at that point and that was uh uh and she, i mean she was she was incredible like she was obviously took care of herself um but it was just like i you know watching you know different you know whatever's uh on porn or yeah, you know, yeah. it's like cinemax or even on um on the internet back then it was a dial-up whatever you know i tried to learn from all that but then um uh, that, like she told me, like, I, uh, she didn't believe that I hadn't done it before. Cause she said I was, I was a freaking pro. I was like, well, thank you. I appreciate it. It was flattering. Um, and then he was like, yeah, like, like I, she rarely ever comes like that from oral. So I was like, okay, great. So that gave me the confidence. Yeah. So then from there, I was like that now I knew I was in and, I, and then we had incredible sex for the next you know, like 90 minutes or so. And then I was there. I was like, afterwards, after it was, it was a great report. But then I was like, okay, so what's the etiquette now to like, do I, do I pay for half the room or something like that? It was like, where do we go from here? Like, is this a one-off type situation? Well, I'm quite sure how this happens. Um, but they were like, no, we, uh, we would love to have you over to our house. We, we have the availability or, you know, we could set something up in Chicago. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So like, so it became more of a actual relationship than actually just a, you know, one hit or quitter or, um, which was really nice. It was yeah. awful, and we kept that going for a good four or five years. Actually, cool. Oh, wow. okay. Now, how long, into it because it sounds like your first two were more i guess in the stag vixen mm-hmm. lane mm-hmm. when did you start to realize that oh there's another dynamic at play with some of these couples like when did you start to experience dealing with cuckold couples experiencing it that was 2019 but hearing and learning about it it was actually through your podcast and when i heard it in 2000 i think it was 18 uh one of the first uh when you first ones you broke out um uh i can't remember which couple it was 
but uh, they were one of your first ones where they explained the power dynamic they had was like female led relationship. You know, he's in a cage and all that stuff. And it was like, Oh, and, and, and like I said, Chicago, it's, it's really is a very small community to the point where uh, I know one of the main suburbs, Naperville is known for like a freakville of the house parties and whatnot. But uh, like sometimes there's Halloween parties that go down at the uh, different hotels in the city or maybe um, um, not the St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day party. But the lifestyle scene isn't that uh, prominent compared to, you know, Florida or Texas or Arizona or even L.A. in that way. This is a very word of mouth underground for the most part. So so if it's that way for that, then, of course, just another layer of that with the cuckolding. No, that did, that that wasn't a thing. So. So then I was curious to find out about after listening to your podcast to see if there's any couples I'd possibly be playing with now that might be. And it turned out that one did, but they didn't they didn't know about the actual term itself as well. Mm -hmm. They didn't realize that that's what they really were. Um, Now, it's not so much a female led uh, relationship, but it's definitely uh, the male. And he didn't warn me before uh, this one. He he went down to clean up after, you know, and I I handled my business and and it it was, it was shocking because I I did not expect it. It was one of those things like to me, I was like, okay, what do I do now? Like what's my, (laughs) what is my next move here? Um, so it's just like, it didn't, it's not like I went went to run away, but it's like, okay. I was like, I was like, at that point I was like, I was, let me go wash up real quick, whatever. But I was like, okay, let me still stay engaged in this one. So I was like, so I let her clean me off while he, he cleaned up. So like, and that made him that much more excited. And then next thing you know, she went to go finish him off. And then I decided, I was like, okay, well, let me, um, let me finger her while, while she, she, cause he, he also liked the, uh, the prostate plate, prostate mm-hmm. play too. So, so that, that, so that was my first seeing that and that. So it was like, that was, that was crazy. So like they, there was no warning on, on either one of those beforehand. So I just kind of went with the flow on that one. So it was, and we ended up having a great time and we, I still see them every once in a while too. Uh, a really great couple. Um, and so, yeah, so that was my first one in that realm where like he, they, and then I was afterwards, I, I, I was like, Hey, this is just this podcast called keys and anklets right. that talks about this. Thing. So to get him a little bit more open up about it possibly. So, and I, I can't remember what episode I think there was the one with Pagan. Um, and then a couple others too. Um, and you know, he listened to him, but he's not, uh, he definitely knows he's not, not into the cage aspect, but he definitely would like his wife to be a little bit more forceful. And she's a little sweetheart, dainty uh, mm-hmm. woman who's not, that's not usually her style. So, so yeah, but, uh, so if he could, uh, and she's open to let him find somebody who would willing to do that for him too as well. So, but I think he's kind of in the search for that right now. So, um, so, yeah, so that was my first one, but that was, yeah, that was 2000, early 2019. So, uh, and, stu- and stumbling across it, did you ever like go back in your mind and be like, wow, you know what? That, that couple, like now that, now that I know about it, mm-hmm. do you think that there were a few couples that you dealt with that were, and you just weren't picking up on the signals or mm-hmm. would you think you was, just didn't come across any? I don't think I came across any, to be honest. Um, I mean, for the first, to be honest, for the first, uh, let's say 10 years that I was into it, it uh, I I stuck with most, like if I found a great couple, I stuck pretty much with them because mm-hmm. I had a, uh, after the Indiana couple, I had a, a bad experience where I went back on, um, uh, dark cavern. I found another couple and instead of meeting them beforehand to the warm up, like we did to, to feel each other out, I just met them straight at the hotel. Cause it was, it was enough given back right. and forth that I felt comfortable enough to do it. And, you know, like I said, I was 26, 27 at the time, the photos that Chase, they showed me, they look to be pretty much in their forties uh, or early fifties, pretty attractive, put together. Mm. And when I showed up, uh, immediately since I opened the door, I was like, Ooh, they're much older than the photos that they presented themselves. So it was just like, okay. So it is like, I, I went with the flow. Cause I, <laughs> at that the, point I didn't had to power through. I had to power through. Cause I like, and I say, and, and you know, I'm not ages since one of those things like, yeah, I, I play with couples uh, pretty much all the way up to 70 now, nowadays and pretty much down to like maybe 20, 25, 26. I usually don't go any, any younger than that. And so, yeah, but, but, but then, you know, when you're that young, you know, especially I felt deceived to as well, jumping into it. So it's just like, so after that I was, I put a pause on it. Like, unless I found somebody I really had a great chemistry with, met them beforehand, started to play, didn't want to meet straight at the hotel, one type of thing. So I decided, so but for my first 10 years, I only really played with like four or five couples off and on for the most part. So none of them gave me that, that energy it was pretty much stag vixen for the most part um, mm-hmm. going out the way. So, so now that you've been you know, at it for a while and like, what is it that you recognize as the differences between dealing with a stag vixen type couple versus 
dealing with a, a cuckold couple? Like in what ways do they challenge you differently? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I'd say, uh, well, I've only, so that one, that one couple, um, that I had, even though they are cuckold, uh, we, we don't see each other often enough to where I can actually like differentiate too much between them and some of the others. Cause they really do have mostly stag victim energy. Uh, but the ones that I've met here at Splash Mocha, it's, um, I, it's the beta backseat situation is talking to the female for the most part. It's been very interesting. It's just on the, uh, on the surface as far as building chemistry with that one. Mm-hmm. Like I typically with stack and I'm always kind of conversing with the guy and like, he's telling me, you know, the things that he's really, uh, he wants for his wife, what he's into, um, the photos, the videos, he's sending me stuff left and right. But with, the uh, with the Coco, it's, it really is a situation where they, take a back seat where the woman is kind of in the lead and like most of the energy I'm having and the chemistry I'm building is with her, um, versus, versus just him. Um, and so, or just the balance of both of them at the same time with the stag vixen. Um, so that for me, that one's really interesting because I'm in my back of bed. I, I, I'm so used to trying to engage both and making sure they're both in a mix and versus just focusing on the female, which is interesting, but knowing that the guy is there and that I want to be able to engage him like, um, like J and J that you introduced me to at the last splash mocha. We finally had a great time on the dance floor, took them upstairs to my room. And this was, that was like my first true challenge of like, okay, they're both going to be submissive to me and, uh, making sure that he's engaged on it, but I'm making sure that she, she, her, what, what, what the sexuality and the, the energy that she's giving me, I wanted to heighten. And I noticed right away, if I keep him engaged, she it's, she'll take it up another level. Right. So I made sure that I was t- telling her to say, tell him, I love you to thank you to grab on uh, to his cage. Um, tell him to, to move him over this way, this, that, like, like those things. So that's, that's the challenge. Like, okay, what do, what's next I need to do to keep this really interesting to take her to another level. That is the ultimate challenge. But versus with the stag, he's just sitting in the corner, kind of relaxing. He may take a photo or a video here and there, but the most part I'm just in my zone with the yeah. lady and, and enjoying each other's company. And like, he's not really a factor that I have to really think about or worry about. Cause we already set that the boundaries to begin with. Uh, but now I have, it's much more mental hoops. I have to jump through while we're actually playing. And for the most part, I've been doing that at Splash Mocha, which is, is kind of great because, you know, you, Splash puts you in that mindset to where you have to be, you know, on your, on your A game uh, mm-hmm. to just to be able to talk to couples and build up chemistry in the mix when you haven't met them or if, if you're lucky enough to talk to them on one of the lifestyle sites beforehand. But, but if you don't have the opportunity, you got to be sharp about that. And if you can get that information to find out they're a couple, couple, okay, now your game to play. Now you have to know you're going to, have to juggle, you know, it's not just focused on her. You're going to have to incorporate him to make sure she takes her se- sexuality, her energy to another level too. So no doubt. And yeah. it, it, it's, I've, I've often made the analogy that, you know, I enjoy them both, uh, mm-hmm. dealing with a hot wife, stag vixen couple, whatever terminology you want to use. It's, it's like playing checkers, mm. you know, whereas dealing with a cuckold couple is like playing chess. Yeah, you know, like it's a it's, it's a, a queen's lot, gambit. It yeah, is. yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot more. It requires a lot more mental gymnastics. Yeah, I mean, and reading the room and reading the situation, and especially like you said in that case where you know that they are both, you know, give you know giving you submissive energy. Right. That means you know you're the one running the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, so if it's a a whack time. Probably your fault. Yeah, legit. <laughs> right. You, know, I, you can't blame anybody. I'm the director and screenwriter of this movie. Real talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's on me. I can't blame the editor. I can't blame the actor and actresses. It's it's all me. So yeah, if it flops, it's it's you know, and <laughs> right. Not everybody is comfortable with that kind of re- responsibility. Yeah, you know. Um. So it, that's that's kind of dope. One of the things I'm I'm curious about is when you first started learning that you know hey these women have a fetish for black men like Mm -hmm. did you was there ever a period where you kind of felt uncomfortable with that you know like that that sometimes people can have a tendency to you know kind of get in their feelings a little bit or you know i'm i'm more than that right you know like did you ever have those moments or were you pretty much cool with it from the door for the most part early on i was cool with it because of my background um so i 
I grew up in a, a Buddhist household. Um, even though I went to private Catholic school, I had like kind of the best of both worlds. I had very progressive parents. And so, you know, I'm, uh, I went to, well, it's not a Buddhist temple. It's a community center. Um, SGI USA, Soka Gaikai International is what it's called. So, um, this community is full of many different backgrounds of, of people. Um, and so I've always felt like I've had like my, uh, degree in sociology from mm-hmm. at a very early age, because I'm in, in, in just interacting with so many different people through the walks of life. And so I've always been attracted to so many different women. And I know, uh, other, you know, back, back when, I, when I was younger, other girls were attracted to me as well, whereas Latino, Asian, white or whatever. So it was like, so for me, I was just like, you know, if I'm feeling you, it's great. Uh, if it's not, I, I, I'm not thinking about the whole racial aspect until right. I got a lot older. And then I started experiencing some racism in Chicago. Then you get a little bit more sensitive about it. And then, of course, you have to those red flags pop up. So for me, um, only more so recently with the explosion of uh, the kind of the BBC focus, mm-hmm. it, it has been more red flags because and I'm and I'm not so much from females, but from the the white men in the lifestyle and how they kind of approach you when they're looking for someone for the for the for the wife if they're trying to do hot wifing. Mm-hmm. So it's just not there's their introduction via um, a profile message or whether it's, you know, field or Reddit or, you know, SEC, Cassie, whoever, if they come at you right out the gate uh, uh, with addressing you as a BBC instead of like, hey, my my lady uh, really enjoyed your profile. She is she's like this about it. Uh, she's looking for a gentleman like you to say, oh, but I was like, no, oh, my wife is looking for a hot BBC like you to fuck. It's like, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm more than just my dick, by the way. So I said, I, by the way, I only have like one or two like dick photos up on my, on any of my profiles. Most of them are, you know, me and my vanilla uh, mm. aspect. So it's just like, and I, my, my profile is very, like very thorough. I have at least three, four paragraphs of writing in there, things I'm into, things I'm not into, whether it's vanilla or sexual. So it's like, I want someone to engage me on based off of that versus just sex. So if I get that or out of the get, and then I, then I feel like that it's more for him mm-hmm. than it is for her, if anything. And that is disturbing for me. Like right. I, this, cause this lifestyle, you know, the women drive it. Uh, it's, it's the, they, they really are the engine that keeps this thing going. And for me, um, their sexual energy, if it's, if it's heightened, it turns me on that much more and I'm much more excited about pleasing them. But if I know if I feel at any moment that she's not, this is not what she wants and it's only for her, it's only for him. It's an immediate turnoff. Like I, I can't deal with that. And I've, I haven't had that happen to him many uh, often uh, on in the personal uh, sense, like, you know, like, like literally like not via website, website or whatever. Cause I usually I'll, I'll, I'll feel that right away, but only once or twice at a spot in, uh, in Chicago where I felt that energy at a club, um, that uh that's it's pretty one of the only ones that's really out there in chicago area to where the guy was like super aggressive trying to get me to be with his wife but she just gave me no chemistry no energy whatsoever so it felt like right away that was like really for him instead of instead mm-hmm. of her and i'm like look look man i i appreciate it the interest and all that um yeah and you, your wife is sexy as hell but at the same time like i'm not feeling the chemistry from her at this moment so i'm not going to pursue this but if later on you guys feel like you guys want to meet up and probably have to you know do do some type of dinner or lunch or something like that and maybe to build it maybe we can make that happen but i try to at least put him um put him down smoothly otherwise i i really just want to tell him to fuck off yeah. <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be honest but at the same time i knew that he had been at this this club for like the last 10 years or whatever and i knew he's gonna try to fuck up my name if, yeah. you know, if i came out of the wrong way so so yeah, so I had to be I had to be kind of cool about it because it was my, like I said I have not been going to clubs or events until just recently the last year and a half like I literally just started right before COVID hit uh, a couple months before that and then we had to shut down and then a few things opened up uh, in Chicago in the summer and then uh, since then after that I just opened up and started going to you know Splash Mocha Cats Too Tall in Indiana Indianapolis uh, a couple uh, little floor parties here and there in Chicago so. So yeah, so the, the, my world has definitely opened up since then and, and my network has grown, which is really exciting right now. So with regards to like a personal life, um, Mm -hmm. have you like, since you first started getting into this lifestyle, have you done, like, have you had girlfriends? Have you done like the vanilla dating thing? Have you taken time away from the lifestyle? Like where, like, where do you see Mm -hmm. this? Like, where do you see this leading? Like, for example, like myself personally, I've structured my personal life in a way that 
allows me to still be in this space. All right. You know what I'm saying? But I still have my home life. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. Um, do you see yourself trying to, inc- you know, incorporate it, you know, your vanilla with your lifestyle? Or will, do you see yourself getting to the point where you might just go like totally vanilla? You know what I mean, because it's just like, mm. I'm guessing at some point you're going to want to, you yeah. know, that or most not, or maybe you don't. Um, <laughs> you that's have you thought question. about it? I, I really, I really have. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna stand up real quick on my, my jumpers and you start to act up uh, right now. So sorry about that. But, um, yeah, so, so yeah, so I have actually thought about it. My, um, I've dated two women in the lifestyle, uh, as in the past year and a half and one, both of them are more so BDSM specific, which is not my thing. Like I enjoy a little role play. I enjoy flogging, paddling and all that. But, uh, I, uh, being, especially if I'm being into white women, um, I don't like, uh, the idea of feeling like I'm abusing them. And then if something goes too far or whatever, even if she's into it. And then of course, you know, I have that fear in the back of my head yeah. that, you know, it's just, I might end up in, you know, in the paddy wagon, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's, that's an element for me. So that's why I don't get too much into BDSM, especially when it comes to interracial, but, um, I've had two relationships and I feel like they, I'm still, you know, cordial with them now. Uh, I still, I feel like I would love to have a partner in this lifestyle. And I, and I'm totally open to actually being a stag too, as well. I yeah. can, I, I feel like I can handle uh, that situation. I, when that time passes, when that time comes, um, you know, I know I have my certain, uh, reservations, like one of them, uh, we, we swang and she, her issue, which, you know, which is one of the reasons why we broke up is like when she played, I wanted to make sure she called me after she played to let me know everything was okay. The guy has left. She's going to bed. They say other, or she can just give me some breakdown and what happened. That's another, that's fine. There were a couple of times where she didn't do that at all. And, it, right. and I was flipping out about it. So of course, you know, I had to put her in check. And then now to look back on it too, I feel like she was doing that because she was in the BS, BDSM for me to kind of punish her type deal. You know yeah, what I mean? Kind of like, topping from the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, and I'm not about those mind games. I'm not, I'm not about that. Like, like I want that open communica- communication back and forth direct. So, um, so, so when I did leave the lifestyle, one time, uh, when I moved to LA and I did date someone who was strictly vanilla and, and I hated it. I, I'd already been in lifestyle a good nine, eight, nine years at that point. And, uh, is she, and on top of the two, she was very superficial, uh, in, in her realm. Like I was in LA working in entertainment and she was in another version of it, but she traveled a lot as a model and this, that, and the other. So I knew she was kind of popular on social media. And she wasn't um, really checking in and this, that, and the other. But, and then of course, when we had our sex, it wasn't as explosive as I kind of anticipated it was like that first month or so, because you know, everything new was great. But then after that, it kind of died down. And I was just like, man, I miss really getting out there and meeting couples, you know, like the, the energy of the new chemistry, that's another, but I, and she just was not in it. She, that's not, that's not how she rolled. So, so then, you know, I had to break up with her after that. And we just became uh, friends with benefits for a little while when I was in LA and because of my, my, my place of business, I didn't feel like it was the right time to jump back into the lifestyle in LA, which I regret now, to be honest, because I hear such great things about it. Um, I decided to step away. So when I moved back to Chicago, I knew, I knew I was going to be in the, back in the lifestyle right. right away. So, and, and I knew I was just going to go full throttle and hopefully I would find somebody in it who, who was going to be my ride or die. But, um, I'm not opposed to stepping away from it all for the right woman, but she has to, be the full package, uh, for me to do it. It just has to, like everything has to fit, uh, for it. But ideally I would love for a woman to join me in this journey, to be honest. So yeah, you're a better man than me. If you could step away, (laughs) (laughs) right. Right. You know, for me, it was like, I knew, you know, that Mm -hmm. this, this is the path that I want to walk. You're either going to walk it with me Mm -hmm. or you're not going to walk it. Right. I'm saying, but I'm walking it. Yeah. You know, and it, you know, I've said it before, like it was tough, you know, like I had to let good women walk out of my life. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I'm saying because they, they couldn't deal with it, right. you know, and it's like, I wouldn't want anyone compromising what they want to be with me because right. I, I don't want to compromise what I want to be. I mean, mm-hmm. oh yeah. The moment things go a little sideways, now you're bitter and resentful. Like you know, like my man sitting clerks. I'm not even supposed to be here today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. Now I'm just curious. As far as was it more so their insecurity of uh, uh, of them of you playing with other women, or is it more so the interracial aspect of it? Was it for for you? Well, so? for me, what I was looking for was I wanted to be in a poly dynamic. 
You know, I mean, I got, you know, people have heard me say on the show numerous times that I, you know, I live with two women mm-hmm. and the problem that I was finding was the women were cool with me. Like, I, you know, they were cool with me fucking somebody else. Mm-hmm. What they couldn't deal with was me loving somebody else. Mm. Like that's where they were drawing the line. They gotcha. were like the idea of like sharing you that way, you know, yeah. being in the same home and yeah. you, you know, like if I'm going to be loving you, I want to be the number. Yeah. And number I, one and only one. Number yeah. One and only and one, I couldn't, yeah. I knew that that wasn't the path that I was walking. Okay. So I had to respect that that wasn't what they wanted. And like I said, I had to let them walk out the door. Gotcha. You know I'm saying, so, I understand. Yeah. You know, so I respect uh, that too. Cause I, the poly thing for me, um, I, I thought I could handle that. That was my, my last girlfriend. Uh, she had many play partners. She's very poly and she's very BDS, BDSM specific, but I learned, uh, after we decided to truly become official that, um, I definitely do need, uh, a number one for me to give my all to at whether uh, in the vanilla world and as a stag, um, or swing or whatever. Like I, I just want that ride or die so I can, uh, be with, of course, if we want to share a girlfriend, uh, together, that'd be, I could be kind of be kind of nice, whatever. But for the most part, I want someone who I can, you know, have my goddess and spoil and, and, and sharing this journey together. And then, um, you know, if we evolve, evolve together into something else, so be it. But starting out, uh, the poly thing out the jump was a little tough for me. I learned just, I just didn't have the security for that. Cause I'd never felt like she truly treated me as her number one, even though we made that commitment together. So, right. so yeah. So, so, so me right now, the poly thing, I just know right now it's not going to work, but I would love to have some of me to, you know, be my vixen going forward. It'd be pretty, pretty cool. So I feel you on that. So, yeah. uh, question I want to ask you is, you know, you are in this, you see other people kind of navigating the same space, people, you know, getting different, results and everything like that. What are some of the things that as a bull, you, you kind of hang your hat on, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like what is it that makes Ashley unique? I okay. Mean, um, let's see. I'd say sense of humor for one. Uh, when we get into the room, uh, the music, the candles, the lighting, massages. Uh, I've incorporated flogging into the mix. Um, when it comes to more vanilla stuff, uh, I love taking um, couples on a cool journey in Chicago if we can, whether it be Second City, whether it be piano, uh, dueling piano bars, you know, whether it be you know architecture tours or whatever, like. I, I, I like to host. Yeah. You know I mean, I like to, I like to show off my city when people come through and make sure, you know, they feel like not only they're here to see me, but they're here for the journey to really embrace, you know, the, the place where I live. So, so for me, I'm like, um, I want to give them a full experience to where they, they, both of them, if not, if not the female, but both of them leave not only wanting me again, but then just wanting that full experience again too. And then, you know, hopefully, hopefully they brag about me to their friends. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no um, yeah. So, so that's for me. It's uh, that's, I feel like that's what sets me apart um, is just the, the build up rapport and the chemistry that we develop uh, usually like a little bit more humor based, so even though you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm being real serious on this podcast right now. Um, so yeah, but then um, yeah, I love one, one of the things I'm actually doing with a couple of uh, my wives this last year. Or so is like, I do a, a, a collaborative Spotify p- playlist. Mm-hmm. So this is really dope. Uh, a hot wife that reached out to me on Reddit out of nowhere. She's <sighs> sweetheart, but she reached out real, erat- uh, real like just an erratic message out of nowhere. Um, and she was about to turn 60 uh, years old, but didn't, I swear to God, look, don't, don't look a day over like 45. She's, she's incredible. And she was trying to jump into the lifestyle and her husband didn't want anything to do with it. Um, he just get treated this like her dance classes. You know what I mean? He's, he's too, got two left feet. She can, she can salsa. Hey, you'll do your thing. Enjoy yourself. Right. So, so, so she asked me for, um, some advice and I get broken down to her. And then I was like, you know, you got kicked so we can actually go back and forth. And then she sent me a photo. I was like, Oh, what? man, you're, you're stunning. Like that. Yeah. You haven't been in this life. So like you're just jumping into it. Okay, cool. So I took her under my wing. And so I was like, all right, how do I make her feel special? And I decided to start doing, a Spotify playlist together. Cause I knew it was going to be a while since we actually got a chance to play because I was 
working full time, her schedule, she was traveling a lot. And then so we every single day we started adding songs to the list, stuff, some old school stuff she likes, some new school stuff I like. And then we played that the night that we actually hooked up. So we got this amazing hotel. And from I think it was like because we went to the White Sox game together, took that. And after that, we got back home, like back to the spot about 1030. And we played to about 2.30 in the morning. We just went through the whole playlist. Like we, st- Certain points, we c- certain songs are perfect to go down on us. Perfect, perfect to go down on me. So it's like we start dancing to. So it's like we start fucking to. It, like, it was great. Right. So it's like adding that, t- that, that little element to the mix to where it's something that we can, uh, d- uh, the chemistry we could develop together more so on the musical level that it adds to the bedroom. I think that that's a really nice aspect that I've been incorporating into um, into my play sessions with uh, Hot Wives. So, so ladies, if you're hearing, if you want, want a little bit something to do with it, you better get that Spotify account. I'm right now. So. <laughs> right, right. So what were, when you first, you know, started going through your journey, I'm saying, and as you, you, you already spoke earlier about one you made uh, where you didn't do the pre, mm. like where you didn't see them until you got to the hotel. Right, right. But I guess aside from that, what were some of the lessons that you learned? Like what were some of your growing pains, you know, things that you had to get better at and things that you realized that, okay, I can't do that like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, the, most of my growing pains were with the, the first couple, uh, because I had uh, such a long relationship with them for about four or five years. Um, for one, just knowing that they're, their time um, is just as important as mine. And like, I knew that just given their whole family situation, uh, you know, with having their kids in college and they only have certain windows to play. But um, for me, it was just like uh, showing running late to come see them or, you know, when they came to see me in Chicago, you know, I may have, you know, hooked up with a couple of girls, maybe the, the, the few days beforehand or whatever. And I didn't have the same energy that I would typically have for them if I came down to visit or whatever. So I was kind of one and done and, you know, I couldn't keep it going like all night, like I used to type deal. So it was like, okay, now let me, let me set up, let me not have some fun before they come and visit whatever. So I can give them my all type situations. I felt bad about that, you know, flaking on them. Um, when, you know, I was supposed to come out to visit one time and, you know, I ended up having car problems the day of, uh, uh, situation, but I was like, you know, I'm, I'm figuring out a way to make it down. This and the other course, so they still st- set up and I, I still wasn't able to get the other car. So I felt bad about that. So it's like things of that nature that, that they're just like making sure I know that I, I know I'm cognizant of the fact that their time is just as valuable as mine. And I have to make sure, uh, that I give them enough heads up of when I can definitely make, um, make things happen and be on time for it as well as if, I cannot be playing the night beforehand to play with them because I'm not going to give them the same energy. I typically right. would, you know what I mean? So, um, but for the most part, I haven't like, they did a great job of giving me the the playbook like that. I was, I was truly fortunate to have them truly be my first hot wife couple because, or stack visit couple because they had been in the lifestyle for a good seven, eight years beforehand. Like they, they used to admit, admit to me, they would have been freaks since high school, but they really didn't hadn't jumped into it until like locally until like eight, nine years prior. So they told me uh, about, you know, having the right music, having the right setting, you know, wearing the right uh, cologne, not too much, you know, making sure, you know, I'm properly uh, uh, um, taken care of downstairs. You Groom. know what I mean? <laughs> Groomed exactly. You know what I mean? So all those little aspects, they really did mold me into, you know, I guess you could say the bull that I am today. Um, and then, you know, I add my little aspects to it, but it's, it's really, really fortunate that I, that I lucked up on them being the first one, which is why, you know, when the, the high wife from Reddit reached out to me, I felt like I had to pay it for it. It's like, okay, I can't let her go out there to the jungle by herself. You know what I mean? Right. They're, they're like, so like you come meet, come with Tarzan. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you, my Jane, I'm going to steer you in the right direction. So, so it ended up working out really well. And now she actually has uh two, actually two more bulls locally that she's playing with, uh, that, you know, that I helped her kind of vet type of, and find her way. So it's like, I liked, and, and that's what the couple taught me, pay it forward in this lifestyle too, when you get an opportunity to do so, you know what I mean? Cause it's a small community and, you know, as open-minded and as fun as this can be, you know what I mean? It can be very dangerous if someone falls into the wrong hands of someone who doesn't take this community seriously. So, or who doesn't belong in that for that matter. And it's a small, small percentage that don't, um, and they get out it real quick, but you, you know, if you can, uh, help somebody avoid it, please do so. So, so, yeah, so they taught me that, which is really great. No, that's, that's something that I'm, you know, and it's funny that you said that cause that 
you know, I, I recorded an episode earlier and I was talking to him about, you know, how, when I met him, you know, we would talk and everything. And I appreciated the fact that he would ask questions and not just that he would ask questions, but he would listen. Mm. You know what I'm saying, and you know, I've mentioned it many times, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, in my early development, come across, you know, older dude kind of took me under his wing and schooled me and everything like that. So, you know, I'm always trying to pay it forward. Right. You know I mean, always trying to, or whether it's helping out in any way I can, you know, moving the lifestyle forward, giving back to the lifestyle. So it's, it's, it's definitely dope to see that you saw it that way. Cause that's the same way that I feel like, Hey, right. it, I, I benefited from somebody doing something that they didn't have to do. Right. You know I mean, saw something special in me and decided to pour their energy into me. So I'm going to make sure that I do that for, you know, anybody that I get an opportunity yeah. I'm saying to, you know, to do it for, yeah. do you have any vanilla friends that know that you're in the lifestyle? Yeah. Um, I started uh, coming out to, a few of my vanilla fans, friends recently, actually, actually, I just told my pops, uh, about it. Um, uh, my mom don't know yet, but my pops, you know, he's, uh, old, uh, <laughs> he, he likes to claim that he was the first cat to, uh, uh, do, um, the beat, the beaded braids, uh, style back, back in the day when he yeah. was uh, playing, playing saxophone and all the bands right. back in the day. Yes. He's, he's definitely one of one of them flower child's cats. So he was, he's always claiming that he was one of the first to break down. So I knew, he, I knew my pop was kind of a little bit of a rolling stone back in the day. So I, I decided to come out to him about it and he's totally cool and behind me, no doubt. Um, I much love to him, but, but then like, was he hand, shocked? No, he really wasn't. Cause the, cause back in the day, um, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm right now, I'm going to grad school right now and I'm, uh, uh doing for creative writing and, uh, I'm writing, a uh, a short, uh, short stories on when I was driving strippers for a living when I was in, uh, in undergrad. So he, he knew I had some crazy stories from back then. So he knew I, you know, I was like, I say morally flexible as he say, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so he knew I was a bit of a freak from back then. So I was like, oh, okay, I can open up to him. And he's, and we go to Vegas every, uh, pretty much every year for the Super Bowl uh, until COVID that is, we've been going there for like six, seven years straight, which is dope. Um, so we have our own little wild stories uh, to tell from that. Uh, just, uh, so yeah, so I was, I felt comfortable enough to open up to him about that one, but just only a handful of my friends kind of know um, that I'm into it. And I don't give them, a vast amount of detail. Like I tell them I go to a hotel takeovers, but I'm telling about the interracial aspect of right. it. You know what I mean? I, I tell them that, you know, I'm on different websites uh, where I meet, you know, single women or couples in a lifestyle and they don't know about the cuckold side of it, but they might know about the hot wife side of a breakout of it. So I give them little bits yeah. and pieces of it. Um, but yeah, I'd say my pops and only three close vanilla friends uh, right now. I really know about it. So. No, that's, that's, that's real cool that you, you know what I'm saying? And that you get to share that with your, your, your pops like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was never able to, <laughs> to have that, <laughs> that, that, that conversation with mine. You know what I'm saying? It just, it, 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 it never came about. So that's, that's, mm. that's real dope that you, yeah. he said, Rick James stole his style. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's that guy. He's that guy. So yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what is something that you see going on around you when you watch other guys maneuver in this lifestyle that kind of make gives you pause and makes you kind of shake your head like oh, that dude's fucking up <laughs> oh man um uh first thought that came to my head is uh uh the group sex aspect um because as, as splash smoker you know you got the take five room um which you know like each bed is big enough for a lady to you know have five guys at the same time if she wanted to you know what I mean? um it's uh but it's like the etiquette of that of like you know one guy who's super horny and into the lady and of course like she clearly wants you know dicks in her hand and one in her mouth or whatever but he decides to lay on top of her and hug her like a, a goddamn pillow you know what i'm saying while he's trying to hump her like crazy and just that one one beat non-stop yeah. whatever it's like, it's like dude like what are you doing like so everybody's sitting around and looking at this motherfucker and then on top of that his head is down into the to the bed to into the bed while she's looking it up looking up like who is this motherfucker you know what i mean so, <laughs> like, so it's it's that so that that type of thing which is kind of um like really the, awkward the gangbang etiquette the gangbang etiquette of course anyway, which, <laughs> which is the thing that throws me off so i was like I wish I was just half uh, the Apollo dude just gripping the hook, like get yeah. your ass up out of here type of deal. So, um, so yeah, but then, um, 
Uh, but just the, and on the way and on the profile side of it, the way certain guys give others a bad name, the way they come at uh, couples out the gate because they haven't had somebody kind of you know mentor them in how to approach. Um, whether you know like right out the gate sending them a dick pic with uh, you know just telling them like I can't wait to bang your wife out this that and the other something like that or <laughs> like that's your introduction yeah, exactly you know what I mean um, uh, you know and I hear you know I, I've, I've talked to many couples about that the, the, the horror stories which is typically why the women don't want to be on those profiles like monitoring it like it's usually going to be the husband typically so that way he can be the gatekeeper and, and which is great it's, it's a much healthier situation for, for, situation for them going forward um, uh, and then, um, I'd say, oh yeah, the, just the, you know, the guy who treats it, uh, not an event like this. Cause you know, a majority of the guys here are really upstanding, uh, gentlemen, real, real talk. Like I, I, I love the community that's built here, uh, 100%. Um, and, but then, um, like the ones that locally they'll treat, uh, of the, they'll treat the night, they'll treat the lifestyle club, almost like the vanilla club to where they won't even Pro, they'll, they'll see the f- a couple together and they won't even approach uh, themselves and, and, and introduce themselves to the husband. They'll literally grow, oh, go over to the lady, like, put their hands around their hip or grab their elbow or something like that to try to talk to them, whatever, and don't even engage the husband who's clearly there with her. Right. You know what I mean? One of those things like that, that drives me crazy. It's like, come on, man. Like, don't, don't do that right now. Cause like you said, you're making a bad name for all of us. And especially if you're a brother too, it's the one thing it's just, yeah, uh, you know, if you're a white Latino on this one, but you know, the, the black stigma, uh, of man, of just like the whole gangster aspect or uneducated or too aggressive or whatever it is that you have as a stereotype in your head going into this for the single male in general, have being black as well as that is another layer of that. So, so like if the brother's not coming correct, like I've only done it, been, been able to do it once to really, I was able to pull the dude to the side because he looked young enough where I can actually let him know, like, yo, this is not really how it's done. Like, make sure you shake the, the dude's hand first, type deal, whatever. Yeah. But, but most of the time, the dude is actually looks like he might be older than me that does it. I'm just like, what? How do you not know by now? You know what I mean? Like, you should, this should have, this should have been, in, um, you know, somebody should have brought this to your table or you should have had common sense enough to bring that to your table since I'm sure you, you don't get much play off of that. So, so yeah, so that, that drives me crazy, to be honest. It's just like not coming correct to both of them at the same time and just trying to, wrap up on her without you know her permission you know what i mean so that drives me wild now i i know that you know you've been to you know a a a number of of splash mocha events how has coming to splash made you a better bull like what skills have you picked up coming to splash how has it shaped your development as a bull Oh, damn. That is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, uh, actually, but, but other to be a bull, I think the, the one thing I've taken about, uh, away from this one is more so being a, 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 a better team player. Um, cause I was so used to just playing with only couples like that I, that I connected with for a long time, mm-hmm. but just being able to share and introduce, other good quality bulls to other couples and vice versa. Like that's happened a lot more. The community com- community aspect of it has been very great uh, to me. Um, but then for me, when it comes to splash mocha and how it's affected me, um, I'd say the use of, of social media, cause we, there's like telegram groups and kick groups and, you know, SDC chats and this, that, and the other, um, you know, guest lists and all that, just fi- using that to find out who's coming to these events um, and then reaching out prior and just trying to develop that rapport mm-hmm. uh, before we possibly meet at a splash smoke or maybe if they're somewhat local to me, you know, I'm in Chicago, I'll see you in Milwaukee, Indiana, you know, Kansas city or something like that. I'm going to make that connection. I have much more confidence in that regard because now I've made, I want to say at least a good 25 friends on you know various sites from splash mocha some of them that gave me certifications and verifications you know certain players certain couples or or a single woman won't even talk to you if you have at least you know four or five verifications or something like that so having that has given me the confidence to start reaching out to people to develop that rapport um and then that might matriculate into something else so which is nice so i think that the, the biggest benefit is that just expanding my network at splash mocha has made me that much more, I guess, real and official in the lifestyle, mm. which is nice. But before, before like I said, I, I really played really only locally in Chicago for uh, over a decade. And uh, if it wasn't for Splash Mocha or 
other events like that that give me that, I guess, street cred, if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and that gives me the confidence to reach out to other people that I never would have thought to reach out to beforehand. So no doubt, no doubt. I, I, I love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got, it's got so many benefits. I, like I said, I'll be coming here until they ban me. <laughs> right. Real talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a, a loyal, loyal flash smoker guest for sure. All right. So before, before I let you uh, get out of here, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I do this with the couples all the time, you have people listening, you know, you have guys listening who, they're still trying to find their way. I mean, mm -hmm. they think they want to be a bull, but they're not really sure yet. They're, you know, still kind of, you know, that newborn doe kind of mm. look, trying to get their feet up under them. What would your right. advice be to a guy who thinks that he can be a bull in this lifestyle? Um, first of all, if, if you're a bull new to this lifestyle and listening to this podcast, um, uh, I'm proud of you for, for first of all for doing that uh, alone because you're going to go a long way listening to Michael with the interviews that he has uh, with the great guests that he, he brings on board um, but if like I said if you're very fresh to this do not be afraid to reach out to the OGs in this game on whatever websites you're a part of and I, I highly recommend you join all of them because the only one I'm really not on right now adult friend finder but pretty much everything else under the sun from cassidy sdc sls szc um black to white like you name it i'm pretty much on it uh right now lifestyle lounge uh, pagan just talked me to go into that one um so yeah reach out to those cats hopefully you know they don't block single men because some of them actually do for whatever reason but reach out to them for advice um because some of them are going to be willing to pay it for it. others of you not won't respond to you but they will pay for it to give you the advice to, to be there. And then, of course, um, reach out to because I for Slash Mocha, to be honest, I the first person I reached out to was the, the instructor for the Dick Worship class, Prudence. Uh, like like mm -hmm. I was, uh, she was incredible out the gate to me two years ago when I was thinking about going to Slash Mocha. Because I through um, I think you I'm not sure remember if you had uh, them on yet, but uh Mixed Nuts podcast I listened to and they did a review of Splash Mocha and then I was like started looking it up found Prudence on SDC reached out to her and we had this great back and forth she told me the stuff stuff I should bring to Splash Mocha but I shouldn't bring who I should talk to you know gave me uh, you know Tina's information and all them and it was like it was great it was the perfect person to reach out to and if I hadn't thought of reaching out to her who's an instructor who here who, who's you know who's an ambassador for Splash Mocha you know, loves black men, loves the lifestyle and this, that, the other. It was like, I had that confidence to do that. So I highly recommend you reach out to someone who looks like they've been in the lifestyle for a long time and have uh, many friends and many certifications for uh, input uh, to help you develop as a bull in this lifestyle. Um, for, for couples, I'd say try your best to reach out to other couples with that same type of experience. I know it's, gonna be tough because typically it's the male who's reaching out because mm. he's the one who's uh had a, uh, who's got the profile but just know there's another guy on the other side too who was in the same boat as you at one, once upon a time and if if you're lucky enough he will have that empathy and will pay it forward and will help you out in that regard and will point you in the right direction of a good bull that might be in your area like i said try to try to connect with couples that, you know, or within your, within your state or at least your region, whatever. Like if you don't want to play in your same, same state, I understand the dis discretion on that one. Cause I have multiple couples I play with that, that choose not to do that. Um, but you definitely want to reach out to those that have that experience level to steer you guys in the right direction. Um, and don't be afraid to listen, uh, to, uh, uh, as many podcasts as possible out there. Uh, obviously Michael's is one of the best, if not the best, in my opinion. Um, to get the uh, the well-roundedness of this hot wife lifestyle, um, but you you want to have is uh, the variety and and options uh, to to feel something that clicks for you, especially if you're in the BDSM side of it. You might need to listen to a BDSM site uh, uh, podcast, or you know find a BDSM site uh, that that appeals to you. Um, um, but yeah, that's 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 the key. If you're a couple, and especially if you're a man who's dealing with handling the profile and you're new to this and, you know, trying to, your wife is trying to get your wife comfortable with this. You want to reach out to another male who's been in this a while uh, or another couple who's been in this in a while who can steer in the right direction um, and give you some good referrals. So. Well, that's what's up, man. I, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I appreciate you 
you know, taking the time to, uh, of course, you know, of course, to come man. on here and, and Much love. let me, let me pester you with all these questions and everything like that. Mm. You know, it's always good chopping it up with you yeah. and everything like that. So, you know, before I get out of here, I, I want to thank my, my Patreon supporters. You know, you all know that, you know, you're the lifeblood of this. I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it, if it wasn't for your continued support. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you all. Uh, for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, like I say, maybe this will be the episode that'll get you to, you know, to change that. And if not, thank you for listening anyway, because, you know, maybe it's helping you. Maybe you're learning something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and that's the, at the end of the day, that's what's the most important, important thing for me. Real talk. So, and thank you to the lovely Corey for providing that energy for us, mm. <laughs> just sitting over there glowing <laughs> <laughs> and everything. Mm. And uh, with that being said, uh, this has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, the China Shop Edition. I'm your host, Michael C. On behalf of uh, my man, Ashley, you want to tell me real quick again how they can find you on social media? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ashley Del Toro. Um, Ashley, just like it sounds, D E L. T O R O 23 at Twitter. Um, Mr. Chicago on most uh, lifestyle sites. Like I no said. numbers or anything, just straight. You were, you were able to get Mr. Chicago. Yeah. yeah a real, the real time. Well, cause I don't do the MR. I do M I S T E R Chicago okay. on all those sites. Uh, so yeah. So S D C S L S Castle, y'all M I S T E R Chicago. Um, on those sites going forward. Yeah. Sure. All right, man. Well, that's what's up. So I'm your host, Michael C. And um, this has been another episode of the Keys and Necklace podcast. And I will see you when I see you. Peace. Peace.